0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Grace Point podcast, an opportunity for us to hear about the life of our church's ministry and to think about some things we can pray for. Uh, But also to hear about the various things that are going on in the life of our church across all four of our congregations. I'm here at the MTS GA conference with John Lee, who is our latest, newest apprentice here. He'll be with us, God willing, from 2020 to 2021. John has actually been in our church for a while now, and we're actually really excited that he is here with us to do an apprenticeship. And so I thought, given that we're here at the MTS conference, it seems appropriate for us to get to know John a little bit more. I'm conscious that John spends most of his time on a Litcom campus, um, not at Burwood. And so I thought it'd be great for us to find out more about him. John, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Uh, John, could you start off by telling us a bit about yourself?
1: Yes. So uh, I am... I am in my first year. I'm doing this uh, ministry apprenticeship, uh, but prior to that, I have been working in the civil industry for over two years um, as a cost engineer. And uh, I am in a family of uh, five, where I have a young sister Gloria and uh, and uh, another younger brother James, who's uh, autistic. Um, my father's in ministry at the moment as well, and he, he, he's he been serving for about, it would take about 17 years, um, doing pastoral ministry, and so um, it seems as though that I am walking his, his footsteps right now.
0: Yeah, sounds a bit like you're in the family business. Uh, he wasn't really always serving in Sydney, uh, and you didn't always grow up in Sydney.
1: No. Tell us uh, a bit about that. So I, yeah, so I was born in Melbourne, uh, the whole family. Uh, Brother and sister and I were born in Melbourne, but we moved to Sydney when I was about four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But uh, we only moved into Sydney when my father found a job in Sydney, Mm -hmm. um, doing some ministry at uh,
0: Uniting Church, and he's served there for about 15 years since. Mm, That's awesome. So you came to Sydney when you were four and basically have been here ever since. Can you tell us a bit about your faith journey? Uh, up to this point in life. I know personally that you've had a fair share of ups and downs, but could you give us the shortened abridged version of basically how you became a Christian and how you matured in your faith?
1: So in short, uh, I became a Christian when I uh, was in my third year of uni, when I uh, encountered the gospel, um, uh, when uh, I had a couple of uni friends who Um, who brought me along to Bible study. And uh, it was uh, quite um, an unusual time for me during then when I uh, was uh, dating a number of girls and uh, I just tried to find my identity and my uh, ultimate fulfillment in those relationships and I just couldn't. And uh, I was struggling to find um, anything that was able to fill the God-shaped hole in my heart Um, And that was when uh, the gospel began to speak profoundly uh, to my situation. And uh, I thought at some point I should stop being stubborn and give my life to Christ then. Mm. Uh, So that's how I became Christian.
0: Yeah. Mm. And so uh, your university years were really, really formative for you. Um, And I know that that's where you really learned to engage with scripture on your own to start thinking theologically, and it was actually at uni when you first started thinking about the possibility of full-time gospel ministry.
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, it's really interesting that uh, here in G8, I got to uh, reunite with my uh, mentor, uh, my very first mentor when I became uh, a Christian, and he has uh, been um, a blessing in my life in formative years of my Christian walk when he walked me through with... Uh, how to understand the gospel and how to teach the gospel to others on campus. Um, so um, I really wanted to do ministry at the time when I became a Christian. And uh, when I uh, was thinking about what that might look like, uh, I saw my mentor and he was doing a ministry apprenticeship on campus. And so I thought I'm going to have to hop on that boat as well and mm. have, uh, follow his tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And it's amazing because one of the main themes here at GA is entrusting the gospel to people around us. And it's pretty cool because you haven't seen this mentor in a while, I imagine. About a year. Yeah, about a year. But to see that the gospel that was entrusted to you has borne fruit. And now obviously you don't have to be a MTSer to entrust the gospel to other people, but to see it bear fruit in this particular way where you will now be in a position to entrust to many others who will do the same for others as well, which is pretty exciting.
1: Yes, it's awesome. Yeah. Mm.
0: Now, can you tell us a bit about what brought you um, to think about an apprenticeship and what made you want to do an apprenticeship? Hmm, so uh,
1: so very similarly to uh, what was said before, uh, I've, uh, I thought at the beginning, on my Christian journey, I thought what embodied ministry was to do a ministry apprenticeship. So I've been thinking about doing um, this gig for quite a while. Mm. Um, but uh, as I as I um, progressed and grew my Christian faith and thought more about full-time ministry there, I, I realized that uh, it was going to be very helpful for me to undertake this um, apprenticeship uh, just to help me to learn um, the ropes of ministry and to be able to do it full time, mm. uh, to be able to immerse myself in all sorts of different ministry opportunities, mm. uh, to see what I'm good at, to see what I suck at, mm. um, but also to be able to uncover some of the uh, the deeper sins in my heart that you probably not uh, you probably would not be able to see, or perhaps it's lying dormant mm. um, in this stage of life, and it's something that you wouldn't be able to find until. Uh, You've been uh, really been pushed Mm. uh, really hard. Mm. So uh, I thought, uh, I think these two years would be um, crucial uh, to uncovering some of those uh, deepest sins in my life Mm. uh, for the greater good, Mm. as I uh, aim to uh, be trained hard uh, in order to be a gospel worker Mm. for
0: Christ. And the beauty of an apprenticeship, (coughs) unlike uh, having to study full-time in college, Bible college or theological college or seminary, wherever you are, we use different terminology for that, is that you are engaged in practical hands-on ministry full-time, where you just sort of get your hands dirty in doing a variety of things and identifying your strengths, identifying your weakness, and really sharpening a lot of skills. So you'll be engaged in things like teaching high school scripture in a local school. You'll be preaching, you'll be leading kids' church, you'll be discipling people one-on-one, you'll be leading teams. It's just really practical stuff that gospel ministers do, and you'll be doing that and being trained in all those things, which is really exciting. And no surprise that a two-year apprenticeship is a common pathway, not the only way to go into gospel ministry, but a helpful and a common one that people uh, take on. But thinking about ministry, um, I'm curious to ask you, John, what do you enjoy about gospel ministry? there's so many other things that you could be doing and they all be good and godly but i presume there's something about ministry that you enjoy what is it
1: hmm so <clears throat> i think there is an aspect where i personally love uh, i personally love reading theology and uh, and it's been a joy to read scripture and to understand what it, uh, what it's saying and it's been a joy to teach others about what scripture has to say um, but I think further than that, I think it's been a um, a greater joy to see others come to know Christ, mm. uh, to see others escape the dominion of darkness mm. in order to uh, find true life mm. uh, in Christ. Um, it saddens me um, that uh, there are many people who have not experienced true joy like I have, and it, it only seems natural. Uh, for me, one who has received much grace and much love uh, from our heavenly Father, mm. that we that I would go out and also share what uh, really brings me um, the greatest joy, and I think um, we'll we'll be doing a disservice uh, to others, if especially to our friends and family, if uh, we've been keeping this secret all along. Mm. Um, so. That's what compels me to go into ministry. Mm. Um, I want to see others uh, come to know Christ and to mm. grow in the likeness of His Son. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, that's very interesting because there is um, something so primal and so human about that. Because I've heard it once said that joy is complete when it is shared, mm. and that's sort of ministry, isn't it? We we feel incomplete unless we've shared this with those who are closest to us and sometimes even to those who we don't know because when that joy is shared there's a sense of completeness and fulfillment in that that's um, mm, Completely agree. Yeah that's why I, I love it as well. Uh, now John tell me what made you decide to do an apprenticeship in a local church and in Grace Point in particular? Now the background uh, backdrop for this question is um, in Sydney we you know one can do an apprenticeship in a variety of settings. You can do it in a university, campus, uh, um, and local churches are also common options for that. I believe now you could do apprenticeships through mission agencies as well. And we praise God for all of these options. Uh, but for John, we've had an ongoing conversation about the, about you know, God's plan for the local church and the place of apprenticeships in that. Can you just walk us through a bit of your thinking? You know, Why local church and then why Grace Point in particular? Yes,
1: yeah, so we certainly had a long conversation about this, <laughs> and uh, I was very hesitant at first. Uh, you, uh, uh, you've probably known that I've wanted to do my ministry apprenticeship on campus for a long time. Mm. Uh, and on campus, you mean university
0: campus? Yes, that's mm. right,
1: on university campus. And, and it, understandably, it's because uh, university campus was my spiritual birthplace. Mm. It was where I got to hear the gospel and where I gave my life to Christ and where I've built the majority of my uh, Christian brothers and sisters, um, Mm. even till now. Mm. Um, So uh, my heart, um, uh, to a great extent, is still um, in university campus. But but I've had to reflect on the last couple of years as I've been in Grace Point, um, especially after I've graduated. And I've not done enough reflection uh, to see how much... Um, sanctifying work that God has been doing uh, in my heart through the community here at Grace Point. And I am astonished all the time just to see how much I've actually um, grown in my spiritual walk um, and to uh, be able to develop various competencies and, and gifts that I wouldn't have ever imagined. Uh, I'm an engineer writing essays and and articles on blog. It's, yeah, I, I would have never imagined that I would ever do that sort of thing. Um, and so um, I'm excited to see what else God has in store for me as uh, I am undertaking this uh, apprenticeship here at church. Uh, just recognizing that um, that in the years that I've been here at Grace Point, I really think God has shaped me up to be someone who's more like his son and I've been enjoying Um, my community here uh, more than any other church. So uh, it just seemed natural for me to uh, continue on growing uh, here. Um, It didn't make sense for me to just stop what I'm I'm doing. Uh, Yeah, so um, that's why
0: I decided to do it. Mm. And part of the beauty of training in a local church setting is just the ability to interact with people from a variety of backgrounds and age groups and, cultures and even ethnicities as well, isn't it? Because there is something about the local church that's meant to be an expression of the universal church uh, in the sense of being across nations and generations. And you'll certainly be able to interact with people much younger than you and much older than you, people of different socioeconomic backgrounds, people of different family and personal experiences. And I think that really enriches one's ministry and ministry training experience as well. That was certainly the case for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, John, uh, you've grown up having quite a bit of church experience, actually, because of your dad's ministry. And I know that prior to coming to Grace Point, you had attended a few other churches and were involved in serving in different ways. I'm curious, what have you observed about Grace Point as a church since you have arrived here a couple of years ago? Jeez. yeah what's your assessment what's your analysis this is a very dangerous question to ask you but I thought I'd ask it anyway hmm what have I observed about Grace Point uh,
1: this this might not necessarily be um, a distinct thing about Grace Point compared in, in comparison to the number of churches I've been to uh, so I've been to a uniting church for the last uh, 15 years or so and then after that I attended an Anglican church in Croydon for uh, two years and then I went to another Anglican church in Lakemba for another two years Was attending Grace Point at the same time. In between that time I was attending Lakemba. Um But I guess from what I have seen uh, from Grace Point as um, in comparison to the rest of the churches I've attended is... That uh, I think this community really does want to invest in me. Um, I found that um, the the friendships that I formed at church were um, a lot intimate and a lot tighter. I think we uh, didn't just spend Sunday morning together or spend Sunday evening together, but we spent um, doing all of life together uh, throughout the week. I think. Um, that has made a difference for me in understanding what commitment to church looks like, mm-hmm. because I think um, prior to attending at Grace Point, I would be the type of individual who would leave right up the service mm-hmm. i didn 't necessarily know what fellowship um, meant, and I had a low view of church, uh, but Grace Point has taught me to see uh, the value of of fellowship and um, and just how uh, yeah how much commitment it does take to uh, love one another but the the benefits of um, of having very solid community has been a blessing for my spiritual growth and for my joy and happiness mm. uh, I think that would be the uh, the most major one um aside from the fact that Grace Point is really solid in what they teach um, and and that too has been a blessing i've uh, from the first, um, from the first Sunday that I attended, uh, when I heard you speak, uh, I was sold, and I just kept attending uh, since then. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've I've seen in the few years that I've uh, been here at Grace Point. Mm. Um, I have loved church uh, as much as I have in the last three years mm. being here.
0: That's mm. really good to hear, and I presume that this commitment to gospel-centered community and gospel-centered preaching, are uh, things that you want to learn and things that you want to pass on uh, wherever you go in the future. Mm, yeah. Yes. Now, um, John, can you tell us, what are you hoping to learn over the next two years while you're here? Um, there's a variety of things, and you've actually come as on board as an apprentice, quite gifted and quite competent in certain areas already. Yeah, yeah. about that moment. But <laughs> actually, I'm just curious, what are you hoping to learn over the next couple of years?
1: Yeah, so... Uh, i guess i'm keen to see um what other um sorts of competencies or well, sort of gifts um, what sort of other ways that i could be serving that i probably wouldn't have imagined serving um uh, i've already got a, a full taste of that um, as i dug my feet into um uh, into um, the footpath ministry uh, last year um and I got to learn a number of things that I've never done before and and things that I see myself continuing to do um, that I haven't done before. So it's awesome. So I'd like to see uh, what else I can do uh, in order to serve God's people in ways that I probably uh, haven't imagined. Mm. Uh, this is a bit of a tricky one, uh, but I'd like to uh, grow my godliness, mm. um, but it's it's a, it's a tricky one because um, though most Christians who are regenerate, I, I presume, and would um, hope to grow in their godliness and in their character as they live out their Christian lives. Often growing in godliness is a painful process. Absolutely. And um, I'm quite confident that in the next two years, um, there will be sins that are hidden in my heart that are, at the moment, laying dormant, perhaps because I've not been pushed um, to the first, furthest extent. Um, but I suspect that there are things that are hiding in my heart that haven't come out yet. Mm. And when they're exposed, it's it's the most painful thing. Mm. But I think it's what will be necessary for me to uh, move forward as I grow to be a gospel worker. Mm. And uh, if if um, if these sort of sins that, Potentially, can lead to massive moral failures. Um, um, are in my heart, then it's best to deal with them now during these two years, mm-hmm. than for me to deal with them later when I am um, holding a, a much um, holding much more responsibility mm-hmm. in in the future when I'm doing ministry. So, but those are some things that I'm wishing to learn more about myself. Mm-hmm yeah yeah so.
0: and that's again so helpful, isn't it? Because we often think of ministry as the things that we do, um, and we forget that it's also part of the life that we live. Hmm. You know, so much of our ministry is shown um, and caught by people as they observe and as they watch and as they you know examine your life and doctrine is what scripture tells us to do. And so I'm excited that that's a really crucial part of what you're thinking about. Hmm. And of course, part of this is also growing in sanctification in community, right? It's hard, if at all possible, to grow in sanctification in isolation, right? Because you don't know that you are impatient unless you have someone to whom you are impatient towards. Yes. Right? Um, And so being in a community where you'll be pushed in those areas, will certainly be very precious. Yes, indeed, it will yeah. be. Now, John, uh, I'm going to wrap things up, but I'm curious, um, I mean, I'm curious, I, I know a little bit about it, but under God, how do you wish to serve in the future? Obviously, this is a two-year program, and there are a number of options afterwards, but even beyond that, prayerfully, how do you wish to serve in the future?
1: Hmm. Now, this has always been a, a tricky one for me, because, um, partly because... Um, Um, Even right now, um, there is no certainty that I would um, go forth uh, to um, continue on um, the pipeline that most people who undertake this ministry apprenticeship would do. Uh, Typically meaning that um, once you do those two years, you uh, complete four years of theological study um, and go on to be ordained perhaps uh, to serve at a local church. Uh, as an assistant pastor, and then gradually uh, climbing up to uh, take on senior role uh, responsibilities. Um, but uh, for me, I uh, even now I, I'm I'm not too sure uh, whether I'm capable um, uh, to serve in that way. But God willing, perhaps if um, uh, if He wills, uh, I might um, I might be able to serve. Um, And continue to serve at Grace Point, Um, and I think that's um, that's the pastor's desires as well, I I presume. But um, but uh, my heart is also still on campus, and so there is potentially Mm. um, um, that could potentially be uh, opportunities for me to to serve uh, on campus and and to work as an evangelist, perhaps. Mm. Um, But long term. Uh, this is a really sketchy dream, but uh, I'd also perhaps like to uh, lecture and teach theology at a seminary as well. So, so there are different windows and and different opportunities that um, are different doors that I could potentially venture out into. Mm. Uh, but um, who knows? We're gonna have to wait and see as the months go past mm. as to um, where God has uh, placed. Uh, me to be, and what sort of convictions he's placed in my heart
0: um, to do as well. yeah. And that's so exciting because I'm encouraged that for you, you don't feel like there's one thing I have to do, and if it's not that, then it can't be anything else, right? Because we know that we write ourselves as blank checks onto God, and we say to him, you use me however you want me, Lord. You send me wherever you want me. Hmm. Um, and I think that needs to, that, that's a healthy attitude to have. Mm. To not feel like we have to do things exactly where we want it. Mm. Uh, But God can do whatever he wills. Mm. And that's a very humbling and scary thing. um, But it's very good and precious.
1: Yes. And, uh, you know, even if by the end of these two years, um, for some particular reason, um, I don't actually end up continuing on to do my uh, theological study and to serve in ministry in a full-time capacity, My hope is that I would continue to love God and um, to love his word and to love his people in such a way that I would continue in um, my ministry roles and perhaps uh, in small capacities. Uh, I wish to continue to serve his people by teaching uh, and and pastoring um, his people at my congregation Mm. as it is right now. Mm -hmm.
0: You actually make a really good point, actually, because you're right that there is typically a pipeline for those doing MTS and it's often, you know, uh, college and different ministry positions. But a lot of ministry apprentices actually finish up and go back to work mm. or become mothers or, or, you know, go on to retrain for other things, not because they would disqualify from ministry, but because they felt led in a different direction. And often these people who have done apprenticeships and returned to those positions are the best lay leaders you could possibly pray and ask for, are the best elders you can ask for. Hmm. Um, It's actually why Metro, which is the committee within the Presbyterian Church of Australia, puts and invests so much effort and funding into Presbyterian candidates in eager expectation that more will be trained, obviously to become pastoral leaders within our denomination and beyond, but also so that we would have even more godly and gifted men and women in our pews will continue to serve wherever God leads them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. Well, John, thanks for the conversation. Uh, I'm looking forward to how the next two years will unfold. I mean, we're kind of three weeks in, and it's already been a crazy ride. Yeah, I'm really tired <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, Ooh. you know, the Lord will give us strength. And, you know, hopefully we'll check in and dial in a bit more in the future. And we'll be here to keep more be keen to hear more about how god has been shaping you and what god has been teaching you and i'm sure our listeners will be keen to uh, follow in on that as well yes and uh, thank you for inviting me it's (laughs) wonderful thanks john